Welcome to Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Jab, Cross, Hook, fan-sided fight show. Myself, Ian McMillan, Reed Wallach, and Amy Kaplan back for another week uh, to break down this week's card, UFC 272, big pay-per-view uh, with Jorge Masvidal against Cole, uh, Colby Covington in the main event. Uh, first things first, we do got a recap last week. A pause to Amy getting her first win in the draft. Well done. Put the crown Reed's on. Win, Reed's win streak finally, finally comes to an end. I mean, it was only two shows, so it wasn't that big. <laughs> but uh, this has now put pressure on me because now I'm the only one of the three of us that does not have a draft win. So I need to end that streak as soon as possible. I'm feeling confident this week. Um, just to recap how our drafts went last week, and if you are new to the show, what we do in the second half of the show is we have a snake draft, and we uh, draft bets for this weekend's UFC card. Whoever ends up with the best draft at the end of the fight card wins. Uh, We all were profitable last week, so that's the first for the show as well. Congratulations to all of us. Uh, I did finish last place, though. If I did my math right, I went 2-1 and plus 0.87 units. Reed, second place, 2-1 and plus 0.89 units. And then Amy, first place, two and one plus one point zero five units. If I did my math right, and I think I did, uh, it did kind of come down to that co-main event, Wellington Terman against uh, uh, Misha Sirkinov. I was on Sirkinov. Amy, you were on uh, Terman. Uh, your guy won, and that kind of won you the draft there, even uh, even though you were on Bobby Green in the main event. So, um, congratulations. Do you do you have any? Do you have a victory speech for us? Do you have anything you'd like to oh, say now that you have your first? Heard anything? Oh, I'd like to <laughs> thank the people. No, um, actually, I really should thank Wellington Terman because that's really, like you said, that was the one that that got me um, the win. And I mean, what a win that was! Holy moly! So you know, well, you were all excited. over that. That was like your. Your number one kind of draft pick there. You gave the great insight on Serkinov maybe not being fit for this fight. And Terman, I mean, it was a crazy fight, but Terman really showed up for you. So, you know, you kind of visualize it. You talked it into existence. I manifested something. Yeah. <laughs> People talk about that all the time, and I've never been able to do it, but I think I just did it. Uh, joining us later on the show, uh, and he is going to be joining us uh, for the draft as well, is UFC fighter Eric Gonzalez. So he'll be joining us shortly. First, first show since the first one that we had a fighter join us for the draft. So there'll be four of us drafting. That lowers my chances a little bit, makes me nervous, especially because the last UFC fighter that did a draft with us uh, went 3-0. So <laughs> we'll see what happens this week. Before we get into talking about last week's card and kind of setting up uh, the draft this week a little bit and before we bring Eric on, as always, we are degenerates to to a certain extent. We're all having a little drink Good on guy. Wednesday night. What are you guys drinking? Reed, I'm going to start with you. What are you drinking? So... In all, I mean, this was kind of like a nostalgic play, I guess, because it is a baseball one. But I also don't like IPAs. But Ian, it's your Bronx Brewery, a nice. heavy hitter in honor of baseball, a hazy triple IPA. Not Ooh. really an IPA guy, but a triple IPA. That's 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 got to be a little strong. What's the percentage on that? I can find it. I can find it somewhere. It's upside down. Curtis so, Calhoun you- chimes in in the chat. Says, "Cheers, having a cold one too." Yes. Yeah, a little drink. Hey. The this is honestly pretty good, Ian. You may, I might okay. be in. I might be in on the iPad. Maybe I got to open my beer palette up a little bit. I think you do. I think you do. Like I mentioned, I think on previous shows, I'm a bit of a beer snob. I'll introduce you to some good beers, Reed. Uh, <laughs> Amy, what are you drinking? So I have a theme going. As you can see, I've got Jorge right here. Uh, this is weird to do. Reverse. Yeah, it's, it's always Jorge. backward on the stream. Yeah, yeah, Jorge's doll here. 
And I have got his Mezcal, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Recuerdo Mezcal Ooh. here. And I made myself a drink. Now, they send me recipes every now and again, the company. And I So I, I went into my archives and I pulled up this. Basically, this is like a smoothie with alcohol in it. It's okay. delicious. I'm going to post the recipe later on Instagram and Twitter. It's really good. And I imagine I will be effed up by the end of this. <laughs> great for you guys because my pics will be all over the place. So, cheers to Jorge and the What's in it though? So, okay. So it's mixed berries and orange juice and then this mezcal, which, okay. So I'm not a really big like alcohol person. So I'm not 100% sure to explain what mezcal is, but it's not tequila. That okay. I can tell you because a lot of people think it's tequila, but it's made from the agave plant, I believe. Yeah. Agave plant. But it's so cute. I like I like clear liquor. I'm not yeah, sure. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know good. if I've ever had Mezcal before. Yeah, you've got to try it. It's good. I'm sure it's delicious. Shout out Jorge Mazadal, who we will be talking to later on in the show as well. Um, what do we got for I am trying. I am trying to lose a little bit of weight. So I'm a beer guy. I'm trying to stay off the beers. It's hard to lose weight when you're having like three, four beer every night. So I'm off the beer for the first time in the show. Maybe this is going to kind of give me some momentum. So I'm just having a little little alcohol, or a little alcohol drink here. Uh, gin oh. and a little bit of, of uh, uh, soda water. Okay. I thought you had ice water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, uh, no, no, I am yeah, drinking alcohol. It's, uh, it's gin and a, little, and a little flavored soda water. So... Maybe it'll change my my momentum up, but I haven't like I'm not I'm not like a liquor drinker. I'm a beer guy, so this might just end up with me in a ditch somewhere at two a.m. tonight. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> maybe it'll help with my picks. We'll see. Um, reactions from this past weekend's UFC uh, Vegas forty nine uh, card. Amy, you're there. What are your kind of initial thoughts? I mean, the card I think in general turned out like a lot better than I had anticipated. I think I said that last week too. Like, I think people sleep on these small cards mm. and I think that there's like those fighters that are on the cards know they have to put on a show because everybody thinks that they're, you know, nobodies or whatever. So you tend to get some really good fights on those cards. The crowd was great. Again, we had a big Russian crowd because of, you know, the main event Khabib was there. There's always just kind of like a feel in the air when Khabib is around. So mm. kind of made it fun two weeks in a row with Khabib. Yeah. Update. I don't know if I'm a gin guy. I just took my first sip. Might not be a gin guy. <laughs> well, let's see. If, you, if you have a good draft, though, then you have to stick with it, though. Then it's like that's, that's your winning formula. <laughs> that's true. But, no, Amy, I'll ask you, though, about last week's fights with Makachev just rolling over Bobby Green, which I think I know you ended up drafting Bobby Green in the draft and all that. But I think that was pretty expected. A pretty, you know, easy win for Makachev one way or another. Are you surprised on this past week what went down with him and Rafael Dos Anjos? And we could get into that maybe in a little bit, but maybe just kind of what's next and what's the future for Islam Makachev, I guess, from being there. Was there any kind of discussion around that? Yeah, he definitely seemed like he was ready for the title shot. It felt like it was, you know, his. I don't disagree. I think he's getting a lot of undue hate. I don't know why. I think people are calling him a boring fighter, which is just crazy to me. Um which I, you win, you win. Yeah, they said the same thing about Khabib for a while. They were like, he's boring. And then as soon as he stops fighting, everyone's like, oh, he's the greatest. He's, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you cannot please the fans. It doesn't matter what you do. So just do you and they'll eventually catch up or they won't. It's like, what can you do? Um, I don't think he's boring at all. Um, I don't think necessarily stepping in short notice would have been the right choice for him. 
Um, I would have watched it for sure, but I think he needs to be more strategic at this point in his career. He needs to not take those chances with his career. You know, when you're that close to a title, you cannot screw up. How many fights away is he from a title shot? One, two, more? Maybe one. Yeah, I think he needs one high-level fight. Yeah, yeah, he needs – let me pull up the lightweight rankings real quick. But I think he needs one real fight. I mean, he was supposed to fight Dariush, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. correct? And he backed out. I guess that kind of sets itself up as maybe more. But uh, I don't know. Like, I, Does Michael Chandler really move the needle? No, and he's already booked. What? You don't think he moves the needle? Yeah, what do you mean by move the needle? Michael Chandler. Well, like, okay, does, that prove, does that prove he's next in line to get? Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. I, yes. I think so. Yes, yes, yes. I'd rather stay <laughs> fight Dustin. That makes me I think mad. Fight, I, think, I don't know. I, I don't know if that moves the needle for me. I guess I mean, Dariush, of course. I mean, Chandler's now six. I mean, Dos Anjos is right behind Chandler. I thought that that would have made more sense. Obviously not on the week short notice, but like a full camp and everything. But I agree. I think he needs at least one more fight before he's next up. I still think he needs like a little bit more of a resume behind him. And this is all being said. I mean, who knows what's going to happen to Russian UFC fighters in the UFC with everything going on in the world. Yes. So uh, hopefully uh, that gets resolved soon and Russian UFC fighters will continue to fight because obviously they are a big part of, uh, of the UFC. I mean, there's Russian fighters fighting on basically every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, do want to quickly mention here before we bring on Eric, uh, the Bellator title fight, uh, Gegard Mousasi against Austin Vanderford. We uh, talked about a little bit last week. Gegard Mousasi won in pretty convincing fashion. Amy, do you have any thoughts on this fight? I have a couple, but I'll, I'll let you go through and uh, go first if you have any thoughts. I mean, if you remember last week, I thought Austin had a much better chance than he clearly did. I don't know what happened. I still believe that that fight could have been a little bit more competitive than it was. I don't know if it was like, you know, title shot jitters. I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was, but I still feel like there's something left with Austin. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I remember I was watching it and my son was like, how many, he's always like, how many more fights till we can watch whatever something else? Cause he never wants to watch the fights. And I said, Oh, there's a title fight. I'm like, but it's five rounds. So, you know, it could, it could go a while. He come, goes to the bathroom, comes back. I'm like, it's over. <laughs> he was just like, what? So, yeah, it, it it definitely went quicker. Yeah, I think uh, what weight class? Is he light heavyweight now? Someone just chat me in the chat, Eagle, he'd be fighting Glover now. He still isn't. Gegard's the middleweight still, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. It, it, I mean, we should double check that here uh, yeah. in a second. But uh, I assume he's still a middleweight. I think he might be arguably the best middleweight in the world right now. You look at the UFC rankings, Israel Adesanya, obviously big argument there. Robert Whitaker, big argument there. But then uh, number two ranked middleweight right now, Jared Cannonier. Is he better than Gegard Mousasi? That would be a fantastic fight that I would love to watch. Marvin Vittori, I would put him above Martin. So he, like, he's right there, would be like the number two, number three contender in the UFC right now uh, in the middleweight division. Did you look that up really quick, Amy? I did. Is he middleweight? Yeah, I mean, okay. that's what it says so, on my quick glance. I should know this. I'm ranking for Bellator, but they have them all in front of me. So, <laughs> okay. So, Eagle Eye chimes in the chat and says Habib will be fighting Glover. So, now I just oh. don't know what this guy's talking about. No, I don't <laughs> just a big Habib fan. Uh, yeah, I don't think it, I don't, you know, uh, I'm a fan of Habib. I don't think he would oh, fare well because, against a light heavyweight. I, I think it's because they're joking about Habib getting fat. Oh, Which, yeah. Let me just tell you right now, Habib. This is going to sound pervy, but Khabib looks better now than he ever has. Like, I, I see him now, and I'm like, oh, he's so adorable and huggable and squeezable. And, like, I don't know. I <laughs> like, like him now. He used to look so drained, like too. His walk around, 
Is this like his walk around weight? Like this is what he like actually like lives it's at. Probably like, a little know, bit higher than his walk around weight. But I mean, mm-hmm. we know that he struggled with his weight cuts forever. Um, so he probably like let himself. I don't want to say let himself go because like no, hundred percent. Well, I know exactly what you're saying. Though. Yeah, he like got himself into his actual like living lifestyle as right. opposed to you know preparing for fights and everything where you're fighting at 30 40 pounds below what you naturally are right and he looks great i think people calling him fat is it's so sad like he's not fat <laughs> yeah he's not starving himself trying to cut uh cut down to 150 pounds that's all it yeah. is he's just like, like say, say you're fat say call could be fat to his face like i'll pass on that uh tim urban <laughs> Chimes in the chat says, where's my boy Eric, future champ? Well, let's bring him in without further ado. UFC lightweight fighter, uh, special guest on the show, Eric Gonzalez. Eric, hey, my friend, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Great He's got a whole setup <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. I had, a, I had my, my, old, my old PCs because I game it. I use a stream, so I have to have a whole setup for it. I just got a new PC myself. I think I'm going to start streaming. I used to a little bit, but I might dip my toe back into those waters. Um, Eric, you were supposed to fight this weekend. Uh, you had a pullout due to an injury. Unfortunately, you're supposed to take on uh, Devonte Smith. Are you still going to be watching this card, or is it going to be kind of hard for you to watch after all the preparation you went through? And now, unfortunately, you aren't going to be able to compete. I'm definitely still going to watch, man. Uh, that's not going to take away from me watching. I always watch every fight card for the most part if uh, if I don't have anything going on. So, yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be watching close. Um, who knows, man? I might uh, – I'll probably try to take a fight by the end of April, see what happens. Um, you know, I had to get three stitches at the bottom of my foot, so that's the reason for me uh, being out of this fight, unfortunately. Um it was kind of like a freak accident, which is kind of funny the way it happened afterwards. I was really pissed at first because it was like the fight was so close and I really needed to. I really wanted the fight. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll be close. To, I'll be uh, watching all the fights. It'll be exciting. I love fight night, man. Can you tell us exactly? I know I already know what happened, but I'm not sure if you're <laughs> willing to give the details. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, I was actually training with one of my teammates and uh, he didn't have a mouthpiece in. And uh, we were doing our sparring rounds. So when I went for an up kick... My the so my pinky toe is like right here, right? I hit it with the bottom part, and my foot went into his teeth, and it stabbed my foot, my foot, and impaled me into like a deep cut, which resulted in the three stitches. It was literally like one of those freak accidents, one in a million that you never hear about. It's pretty gross, yeah. and it was super fucking painful when I got the stitches. So I have to ask, like, like when you get an injury like that, where it's like kind of, I mean, it's not minor; it's still painful, but mm-hmm. it's minor in the sense of like you're not going to be out for months and months with it. Yeah. Does that is does that suck more than if like say you had torn your ACL? Because you were uh, so close to the fight. Uh, no, I think I'd be more torn apart by the torn ACL because I'm longer out of out of commission than I would. I mean, at least I'll have like a two three week recovery and then I'm I'm back into the gym. Um, I mean, I'm already starting to slightly walk on it. I had the stitches removed already, so I mean that's a positive thing. But uh, at this point, I just got to wait for the actual cut to close up. But no, t- yeah, to answer your question, I'd prefer this to happen than over a torn ACL or something super serious where I might have to get some surgery or some kind, and who knows if I'll be the same athlete afterwards. Sure. Yeah, and I, Eric, you always you said that you said that you watch like most fight cards and that mm-hmm. you enjoy them. I think it's awesome that I know on like the uh, UFC broadcast they post like tweets from different fighters and stuff like that, like that they're watching and tuning in. Are you, I guess, like not prepping for the fight cards, but trying to see like, all right, I think this guy's gonna win. I think this uh, woman's gonna win. Like, I see like the grappling as an edge. Are you like almost 
scouting the fights, even like casually. Uh, um, as your I don't look. I don't dive deep too. I don't dive too deep into the fighters uh, when I watch the fights, um, unless it's like a lightweight. Then I will uh, do my some more mm-hmm. research on them just because it's a potential opponent that I can have. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I watch all the fights. I start from the preliminaries all the way to the end. Uh, I mean, mostly just because I'm, you know, it's 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 my passion. So I just love joining, watching it, and uh, I do uh, I like watching the fights. If I don't know like the fighters in their background for the most part, I've never seen them fight. I uh, I just you know I'll just go off of what I see, and then you can pretty much tell like who will have a more superior grappling for the most part, or who's the better striker, more comfortable in certain areas. Yeah, definitely. What do you think of his his new opponent, Ludovic Klein? Like, do, like how like how similar or different is he than you he's obviously preparing for you so how do you think that's going to play out for him uh well i i saw that he was a featherweight so he's actually the ludovic i believe is a featherweight uh because he's ranked under featherweight he's coming up yeah so he's coming up a weight class so i think devontae's just gonna huge edge on him um i mean if he's preparing for me he's preparing for you know uh He's probably preparing to, to, you know, finish it in the first round. All considering all things, Devontae is a first round guy. Um, I don't see uh, Ludovic. Sorry, my dog is. Uh, I don't see Ludovic winning this fight, in my opinion, uh, just because he is moving up a weight class. But if he does, it's huge for him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, don't worry about the dog. Uh, cats have become a common theme on this show. Amy's had cats show up in the background. I've had my cat show up in the background. It's a pet friendly show over here, Eric. So I just I just got a Belgian uh, Malinois. So uh, nice. she's been she's been kind of a handful. She's in my three months right now, but she's super calm and pretty. Ca- she's pretty chill for the most part. Uh, right. Just sometimes I got to make sure I look over and see what she's doing, so she's so she's not getting into the, into the litter. My cat's litter or something. Yeah. Shouldn't jump a wire that she shouldn't be. <laughs> Uh, now your your first fight in the UFC was against Jim Miller on short yeah. notice. How different was that having to fight a guy on short notice? Uh, would you ever consider doing it again? Hell yeah, um, I always consider that. Uh, I've if um, if anyone has kept up with my career uh, in Kobate, I fought month to month fights. Uh, I fought three fights in one night in Peru, uh, where I made it where I made it to the finals <laughs> and I made it to the last fight. Uh, so to me, man, short notice fights are I'm always up for it. Uh, you know, uh, considering how the whole thing with Jim Miller's, so I came off an injury with a fractured toe. Uh, so I was actually just came back to the gym when they called me. Uh, but I was not going to pass up a UFC chance opportunity. So, I mean, yeah, I would definitely always take a fight. And, and now I'm actually more walking around and lower weights because of, uh, you know, considering that I'm in the UFC and I have to be ready for that at all times. Yeah, I would imagine uh, after fighting three times in one night, fighting on like seven days notice, yeah. <laughs> it seems like a breeze <laughs> after that, eh? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think after after – just having one fight uh, as opposed to three is a lot easier. No doubt about yeah. that. Now, For sure. You, correct me if I'm wrong, but did, didn't did at one of your fights, the judges gave the decision to somebody else and it was clearly your win. Oh, and yeah. Everyone, and everyone started throwing beer and stuff. I remember this correct. I, I remember this because uh, we were with beer. That you, was, I think that, that was, I believe that's when I fought Danny Ramirez and we fought twice. So the first time yeah. we, I lost to a decision and I, I literally chased him down in the third round. I dropped him and then uh, I was literally the one just pressing forward and just really giving it to him. And somehow the, it's, I think what it was is the judges, we both had white shorts and we had a similar haircut and we both had tattoos around the same area. So I really think the judges just got us confused because we looked, we were both Hispanic and we we're both brown, you know, Latino. And uh, I could see why, even like when I rewatched the tape, I was like, okay, I could see why a judge could get, a, a, you know, give around somebody else thinking it was them or that. But I mean, yeah, that was just super, <laughs> that was a super unfortunate uh, result. But I was, uh, there was beer that got thrown at me. Um, 
it's not the first time that's happened to you. It happened in Mexico when I fought in Guadalajara. Uh, I had to get escorted several fights out in Mex down south uh, from the promotion just because people were uh, pretty hating on the taking out their hometown guy. Yes, Eric is a very um, boisterous fighter, I guess is the right word. Like he's very vocal and like showy and like, you know. Yeah, I like to I like to give Before. people a show. I like to be entertaining. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the I feel like as a fighter you have to be entertaining or else you uh, nobody's gonna you don't wanna watch you. Uh, and that's just you know, just facts. What you see all these guys that are growing so quick or making a name for themselves quick on top of getting, you know, really dope knockouts, which is, you know, a key to this whole thing of getting bigger quicker. Yeah, and hopefully we get to see you in the octagon soon. I mean, you know, hopefully this you know, the stitches heal quickly and we get you back in I think you said April, so hopefully yeah. soon. But we're talking short notice, and obviously the I think outside of the main event, everyone's talking about mm. Moicano coming in on a week notice, fought the last UFC pay-per-view, and now he's taking on Dos Anjos, also in your weight class. Mm-hmm. What do you think about all of that? Obviously, COVID notwithstanding, and you know why Fazeev had to come out of the fight, but what do you think about someone taking it that week, short, basically no camp, I guess, you know, Moicano mm. uh, had a, a second round finish, so... Not necessarily a full fight, but what are your thoughts on all that? Because I believe it's still staying at five rounds. Um, you're talking about the the RDA fight? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's right. so yeah, yeah, that yeah. 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 Um, I think that's a it's risky, but I mean, if you take out RDA, man, that's a big that's a big step for you as a fighter. So it's a I think that it's I mean, it's not smart any any to take any like kind of short notice fight for the most part, you know. But if he's already in fight camp, if he was already training, then I don't see any problem with it. You know, it's kind of hard to prepare for RDA because he's so good everywhere that he everywhere you take it. You know, whether you want to strike with him, he's gotten a lot better with his striking, and he's especially on the ground, man. The guys, he's insanely good. So, um, I don't. I mean, it's dope that someone stepped up to it. In my opinion, you know, uh, all the power, mm. more power to him. You know. Uh, Now we're going to transition to kind of the main portion uh, of the show here, the bet draft. Eric, do you have any, have you bet on any UFC fights in the past? Do you have any experience doing that? Um, I have not actually. Um, I bet like with my friends, uh, you know, we watch the fights together. Uh, Other than that, I don't really take uh, any bets like as far as, you know, like Vegas odds or anything like that. Uh, But it's something I do. I would want to do. I just haven't got into it yet. Well, you have big shoes to fill because you're the second UFC fighter that's going to participate in the draft here. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Molina was in the first episode and he went three. No. So, okay. No pressure. He talked a big game and backed it up with a three and a record. It was very impressive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, I have some, I got some big shoes to fill then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He crushed us. Um, but, but yeah, if you're not aware, Oh, can I, sorry, that, I'm going to interrupt. No, sorry. Go ahead. Can I talk about the girls? <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So normally I do this after the draft because I don't want to give you guys any insight, but I, I didn't want to wait because I'm so excited. So there's two girls <laughs> on this card fighting, and I, I butcher both of their names, Marina Moros and Maria Agapova. Sounds like okay. That was strong. <laughs> they really hate each other, like really, really, really hate each other. So the backstory is that Moros went on a Russian interview site and told this story about, um, I'm pulling that up, some keywords up here. She called Agapova a junkie in terms of uh, drugs. Drug she, usage. Yeah. She said that she threatened people at the gym and that she wanted to stab them. She said that she stalked <sighs> a pregnant woman and wanted to stab her. 
She said that she crashed her car in a drugged out state and that she was kicked out of two gyms. So those are some crazy words. Wow. So they don't like each other. Yeah, they don't Is that like what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And I spoke to Agapova after her last fight and asked her kind of like, can you respond to this? And I've got that video of what her response is. I want you guys to watch. You called someone out in the octagon, and I'm curious if you can. You said she was talking on some trash. I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate why, why her exactly. Uh, yeah, she she just jealous. First, she jealous. Second, she sneaky, and she trying to destroy my career. I lost sponsorship because her interview, and got to really big trouble situation. And I, I would like to punish this bitch because she trying to destroy my career. I want to smash her. Is this someone that you, you knew personally? Were you training together? Or? Yeah, we were training together. We were teammates. And after I left, like she started lying and talking shit about me. And I lost a lot of sponsorship. Like I lost fans. Like That was not nice. That was super sneaky because I left not because I was drug addict and like treating someone with a knife. I left because I just have argued with some guy and I left. Like it's, she just talks shit about me. She liar. And I just get pissed off. And she also cheat my manager on money. My manager, Alex, he's super good person. He's super nice. And she cheat my manager on money. She fuck him up. And she's not really good person. I would like to beat her ass and smash her face. <laughs> do you? Um, why do you think she's saying these things about you? It was you know? Was there something between you guys, or was she trying to just get a fight, or what do you think the the motivation is? I think she's just trying to put me down because I left. I have trouble. I have trouble with my healthy, and she just used it like my weakness to put me down to destroy my career. And this is super sneaky and not nice. Like now I'm good and I call her on fight. So if you want to talk shit, so be ready to answer for your words. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> She's I'm uh, so excited for this fight. That's going to be a bloodbath right there. I have a feeling. Oh. I, think, yeah, I, I, don't, most... I don't think she's going to try to submit her. I think she's going to legitimately try to beat the shit out of her. That's like the theme of this car. This whole pay-per-view is like personal beefs, like legitimate mm. hatred for one another. You know, yeah. obviously the main event, which we haven't even discussed yet, but yeah. we'll get to that. I imagine when we get to the draft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just thought I wanted to share that with you guys. Cause I think people are sleeping on that fight for sure. Nobody really knows about it unless you're like really, really deep into it. I yeah. think it's crazy. All right, so uh, that, yeah, it's going to be interesting if anyone's going to pick anyone uh, in that draft. Maybe we'll end up having a head-to-head. -head. But speaking of the draft, let's get into it. Uh, just to recap for anyone who's watching who hasn't watched the previous episode and for yourself, Eric, as well, um, it is a bet draft. We have three rounds. It will be three picks each. It will be a snake draft. You pick uh, any fighter. Uh, and that fighter will get added uh, kind of to your list and it will be based off the odds. So obviously if you pick a favorite, it's going to be a little bit of a safer bet for you. But if it does win, you won't get the reward quite as you would as, as you were betting on an underdog. It'll be three rounds. Um, Eric, you are our guest, so you are going to go first. And then Amy, you're going to, because you won last week, you get to announce the order after that. We'll get to that in a second. But it starts at Snake. So Eric, you go first, us three, whoever goes last, will then have the first pick of the second round back down, and then uh, up one more time for the third round. Uh, the first round is prelims only. 
so first round prelim fights only, and then you can uh, pick uh, main card fights in the second and the third round. Uh, okay. Did I leave anything out? I think that's it. I think you got you got. Read your what? Two and zero or one and zero? Two and zero. One and zero. What do you mean? In drafts, how many have you won? Or I guess two it wouldn't be. I won. I won two. You won two. Won so two. you've won two. Amy, you've won one. Jeff Molina won one. I'm still with this. <laughs> but I, okay, I want to point out Jeff Molina. If I remember correctly, picked all favorites. I, on the other oh, hand, picked all underdogs. So therefore, yeah, I, believe I still it. am better than Jeff Molina. <laughs> he did go three zero though. You you went two and one. To be okay, fair. fine, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Amy, you do get to pick the order here. So uh, uh, Eric's going to go first. Where are you? Where yeah. are you going after that? Okay, then I'm going Reed. No, sorry, no. Then I'm going Ian. Oh, oh, then okay. I'm going Reed. We'll take out there. Then I'm going Reed. Then I'm going last. You want last? You're giving yourself last because I want to go first for the main card. That's my. Uh, that's smart, interesting smart, strategy. Smart. I like that. That was, that's good strategy there. All right, uh, Eric. Any questions? No, that was pretty self-explanatory. You guys all right. cleared it all up. Perfect. So with the first overall pick, you are on the clock. Uh, for the prelims, I'm going to pick uh, – I could pick any fighter, right, from the prelims, you said? Mm-hmm. Any yeah, fighter. All right, I'm going to do Jalen Turner uh, winning over Jamie <laughs> Malarkey. That was your, my, your dog that was loves the pick, too. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick Jalen. I should have known. Uh, I actually got to spar with him uh, over during this camp, and the guy's a fucking beast, man. He's a uh, he's definitely a hard guy to figure out. So it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun watch. So Jalen Turner off the board plus one thirty underdog uh, to to Jamie Malarkey, and uh, I believe that is the prelim uh, finale. Correct? I, yes, the right? yes. prelim. All right. That was like, on my board as well. I like the pick. <laughs> um, I think I'm up. I'm not. I, I think I've gone last every single other draft. So I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit out of sorts here, getting to pick second. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the the guy who was supposed to be your opponent. Uh, I'm gonna go Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. Your dog loves that pick as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You- Go ahead, guys. Sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, I'm going to go Devontae Smith, minus 170 here. Um, I think this fight is – I think both guys are going to stay on their feet. I think it's going to be two strikers. Um, Smith has more favorable favorable numbers if you look at statistics basically all across the board. 5.1 significant strikes per minute compared to Klein at 3.35. Uh, also better grappling numbers, 54%. Uh, sorry, this is a significant strike defense. He has 54%. That's 9% better than Klein's defense. Significant strike defense of 45%. And then on the grappling standpoint, better numbers as well. Uh, 100% takedown accuracy, Devontae Smith does. To be fair, he's only attempted one in his UFC career, so he's one for one with takedown attempts. Uh, and a takedown defense of 80%. Klein has his takedown accuracy rate of 44% and takedown defense of 50%. So I just threw a lot of numbers out there, um, <laughs> but I like Devontae Smith in this matchup. He's minus 170, so he's a little bit of a chalky favorite. Um, but I just want to get a win on the board. First pick in the prelims. Uh, Eric, if you were fighting him, I would not be taking making this pick. I want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will take Devontae Smith, minus 170. I've got a funny Devontae Smith story. I'll make it really quick. Um, I was in Florida and I had like two hour, a two hour layover or something. We were driving from somewhere in Florida and he was training there and I wanted to do an interview. So I was like, Hey, let's do this interview. Let's meet at a Starbucks. He's like, okay, cool. Send me the, you know, the address. I just picked a nearby Starbucks cause I didn't know the area. 
I pull up, it's a Starbucks in a hospital. Oh. So we did the interview in the waiting room of a hospital. Nice. That's funny. Which was <sighs> A first for me. Also, by the way, uh, not to state the obvious, but this is not Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith. Different Devontae Smith. Yes. <laughs> he does not. That would be impressive, but no. <laughs> Who? Um, oh, Reed, Reed, Jamie, who's, yes. I'm up? Yeah. Okay. So based on that video, um, it's tough to lay off of Agapova, who there was a typo in the back end. She's actually the favorite, and I'm going to go Ian's path here and also take a favorite to get on the board. Um, so I'm going to go Maria Agapova. I actually liked her a lot in her first fight. And then she called out Shayna Dobson and like completely gassed out like exhaustion in the second round. She tried to like basically run her head off, like literally like take her head off in the first round and gassed out and lost in the second round. It was one of the biggest upsets in like recent history. I like her though on the comeback in her last fight. She actually looked really good. And just based on that video, she is not, a happy camper. She is really pissed off. So I think she's going to come in here and try and run over Morose. I like her. Those She's actually a minus 200 favorite, um, but I still like her to get on the board and pick up a victory. So I'll go Agapova first round. Okay. Well, I kind of screwed myself now. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys picked all three that I had set aside. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to go. All right. I'm just going to go safe. I'm going to go. Nurmagomedov. Madoff. I got my safe one. He's like what the biggest favorite in the card? Yes. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's a massive favorite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna do my safe pick, <laughs> but but stay tuned because I'm gonna be okay. Okay. On this. This is my like Hail Mary pick. And I guess it's my turn again, right? Yeah, really yes, quick. I, I do think some of the some of the odds we had listed might have been reversed though. Uh so we're gonna double check that. I think Jalen Turner might have been the favorite. We'll double check that. But Amy, go ahead with your second I'll pick. I'll double check them as we go. Okay. Okay, double check them. Okay, so <laughs> I think you guys know, based off what I'm drinking, who I'm going to pick for my main Ooh. card. It's going to be. So that's why you want it first. It's going to be Masvidal, yes. <laughs> I had to have Masvidal. I know that, it, like, on paper, Colby sounds like the safer bet. Colby sounds like the one that is, like, you know, he's the better fighter. I'm sorry. He is the better fighter. But today at Media Day, the way their like body language was and everything, like Jorge just seems a lot more relaxed. He's not taking it as personal. I know that sounds crazy because of all the shit they've been talking, but he's like, it's just a fight. Like, I just want to fight. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the guy. I'm not gonna ever like the guy, but like it's it's just a fight. Whereas Colby is so focused on the fact that he hates Jorge. I think he's going to get distracted by that. I think he's going to make mistakes. I think he's going to be like wild. I think he's going to be nervous because both of them, if Jorge loses, I don't know. It's like not as devastating to, but to Colby like hit to himself. I feel like he will not be able to recover. He'll be so embarrassed. Jorge will be like, whatever. And just carry on with life. Like, you know what I mean? He's just cool as a cucumber. So I'm going with Jorge. Do you have any thoughts on how the fight's going to, like, are you thinking finish? You're thinking Masvidal just touches him up for five rounds and wins the Like, how do you see the fight playing mm, out? Amy? I don't see it going to a decision. I see it finished. I don't know how. Maybe TKO. Maybe something wild like a flying knee again. I don't know. Something crazy. I could see you. I feel like, though, Masvidal, he, like, he used that already. You know, like, he, it's, I feel like Colby knows like, okay, he's going to try something. I got to like be on my P's and Q's against him. I feel like you only get one shot at those, you know? Yeah, it's, I can agree with that for sure. I got, 
Oh, uh, go ahead, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so, like during like. during the during the drafts and stuff, are you guys like allowed to say who you're choosing to, or is it like that takeaway from your pick? You could go the other way if you like someone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, when it comes to the main main event, yeah, yeah, I think we can just kind of discuss it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, and I have Mazzaval definitely winning that fight, in my opinion. I think Colby's going to be a big problem, though. Um, I, I honestly, I actually see it going to a decision, as uh, as my as my guess, just because of the, 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 I mean, Colby's got a gas tank, and then Mazzaval is hey. <laughs> Sorry. And, you know, Kobe's got a great gas tank, in my opinion. I mean, if you saw, we saw him what he did with us, man. Yeah. You know, he took it to the, he took the five rounds and still had more to go. Um, but I, I think that, uh, I just don't see it going. I just don't see, I just don't see a finish happen. I really just see a decision possibly happen because they're both just, they're both dogs, man. I think they're both uh, equally matched, in my opinion. I don't think one is better than the other. Well, that makes me feel better. About my pick, I I just I mean I I don't think anyone's gonna be taking Colby uh, at this point just because he's such a big favorite. If he does, then I guess we can kind of touch on weekend. I'm not taking Colby just because he's this big of a favorite, but I I think he's gonna win this fight easily. Uh, I just think I just think stylistically his wrestling is just gonna be too much for Masvidal. I mean, I'll be cheering for Masvidal. My heart wants Masvidal to win, uh, yeah. but I don't know if I'll be able to uh, put my money behind him. You know, I don't like too today um, that Colby called. John Morgan, fatty, flabby, but <laughs> like it's so mean. It's so so mean, and I like John, and I think John's really respectful. And like I don't know, like it's it when when Sean Strickland was kind of like joking around with with us about like being fat and stuff, like he was doing it in like a nicer way. Like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt very like I don't know. I just didn't like it, so I can't pick him. I pick with my heart. Yeah, I think I'm with Ian on this one though. I just think Covington kind of has Masvidal covered. I just feel the wrestling is a little too much. I think that these guys really hate each other, but I just, again, we've seen, to me, Covington is, if it wasn't for Kamaru Usman, Maz, or Covington would be the best uh, welterweight in the world. So it's, and we've seen Masvidal just get ruined by Usman. So I just think Covington is a little bit closer to Usman than he is to Masvidal, if that makes sense. That's my kind of logic. That being said, minus 300 or so, that's way too high for me. Because like the, to me, I see Covington winning a decision. I don't see him knocking out Masvidal. Yeah, I don't so see that either. If, if this is going to be, I you go Ian. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather look at like a prop, like Covington to win by decision. I think that's where most of like the percentage of his win is going to come. This is like a crazy line, in my opinion. I think they are much closer. I just think Covington is better. Like he should be the favorite. A lot of people have been saying the same thing. They think that Colby's uh they think that he's just, he's just a better fighter. I personally don't think that, but that's just me. Um, you are the professional. And I think, I mean, Masvidal, I mean, he knows Colby's a good wrestler, so there's no way he hasn't picked up, you know, hasn't been training his wrestling yeah. stops, defensive takedowns. So I could, like, you know, I just don't see that happening. Um, I, I think he will get taken down a lot, though. Oh, yeah, there's our first round. Uh, yes. Yeah, there's our first round. Quick correct correction on Jalen Turner's odds. He is actually the favorite. We had it on our sheet incorrect. Uh, Jalen Turner, the minus 160 favorite uh, against Jamie Malarkey. Uh, still a good pick. Uh, regard that makes a little bit more sense. I was a little bit surprised when I looked at the sheet and saw that uh, Jalen Turner was the underdog. So he's a minus one sixty favorite in that fight. Um, I think we got the other odds correct though. Reed, did you did, yes. did you double check? Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all you it's are all fired. Good. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, it's not all good. You're fired immediately. <laughs> it's Reed's turn, right, right? right? It's back to me though. Yeah. Uh, back to you, Reed. Yes. Okay. So I took a favorite last time out. I'm gonna go. Main card, Edson Barbosa, this time around, small underdog. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be a popular pick. Oh, so you sniped I, me. 
Yeah. Um, I like Barbo- I know Bryce Mitchell has the great record and everything, and Barbosa is more of a journeyman, but I really like Barbosa at the new weight class. I know he's off a loss to Chikaze, but Barbosa has a really he's huge for this weight class. I think he has the reach. I don't think Mitchell's gonna be able to just take him down at will like people are expecting. I think Barbosa, I could see a bit of a run out of him um in this division. So I'm gonna take a stab here at the short underdog. I think that this fight's Closer to a pick, in my opinion. So I like the value there. Listen, I was I was going to take him on with the very next pick. Um, I'm shocked that Barboza, Barboza is the underdog in this one. I know his record hasn't been great as of yet. Uh, but, I mean, Bryce Mitchell, undefeated, 12-0. But his mm. best win is against Andre Feely. Now, no disrespect to saying. Touchy Feely. Uh, no disrespect, but, I mean, this is Edson fucking Barboza. Like, this is, <laughs> this is one of the most scariest, dangerous fighters uh, in the division. Uh, and I know that uh, Mitchell's obviously submission artist, one of the best uh, uh, submission guys out there in the division. Uh, but Barboza is an underrated wrestler. Takedown defense of 75%. Uh, and Mitchell's takedown accuracy is only 46%. So he might struggle getting the uh, the fight to the ground if that's where he that's wants to take it. So. Too. Uh, I mean, as, I think as long as he keeps that pressure, keeps him on his back foot, gets him gets the cage, cuts off his ankles, he'll be able to close yeah. the distance. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's probably gonna dive for like a really maybe desperate takedowns, possibly just because Barbosa is just such a good striker. So it's really hard to get close to him, and he's he's got phenomenal footwork. Um, it's gonna be a tough fight for Mitchell for sure, without a doubt. But uh, I definitely, I definitely have Barbosa winning that one too, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, especially as an underdog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We that. <laughs> and then, so Ian, it's oh. back to you for t- it's no, just one. Sorry. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go. That really th- threw a wrench in me there. I was. Re- I know. I I'm like really. Gonna take <laughs> uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to take an underdog as well, though. This is kind of my backup here. I am going to take uh, the short notice fighter here, Henato Moicano, plus one forty. Against Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, don't have a lot of reason for this, except for that I think the fight should be closer to a pick em. Sometimes I think these short-notice guys who fight on short-notice get undervalued from a betting standpoint a little bit. Um, but when you fight short-notice, Narek, I think hopefully you can support this. Maybe I'm wrong and you just completely disagree with me when I say this, but uh, I feel like the pressure might be off a little bit because it almost feels like you don't quite have as, as much to lose because nobody really expects you to win when you're stepping in on five, six days notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like you might be able to fight a little bit more stress-free maybe. I mean, he's warm. He just fought a great fight a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Eric, is that true at all? When you fight short notice, do you feel like a little bit less pressure? Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, you're taking a short notice fight, man, and a little time to, little to none time to prepare. Uh, I mean – when I took my short notice fight against Jim Miller, I had I didn't feel like any pressure. I think the pressure mostly came in like when I actually saw him because I knew he was a, a freaking legend in my opinion. You now he's a veteran. Yeah, but uh, uh, it is definitely less stress because you're not focused on you know his pros and cons. You're just kind of focused. You're just there to fight. You know, you're there to to show up and and put up put up a good fight. But uh, yeah, definitely I wouldn't underestimate any any uh any short notice fighter. You know, you you, you see some crazy stuff happen in the fight game. What about the fact that he has to travel from – he just flew from here to Brazil and then literally turned around and came right back. Like, that's got to take a toll on your body, no? Maybe some jet lag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's hard. What was it, 10 days you said or 8-day notice? No, like two days. Like yesterday. Yeah, oh, he, he, it was he, two he, days. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's week. not even in Vegas yet, I don't think. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe he's landing like I mean, now. But. I, mean, I, I mean, there's not much time for him to go and actually go – 
you know, gain too much weight. So, I mean, who knows if he's coming, I mean, like you said, he's coming off a fight. So he got there and he came back. Uh, so he's already in fight shape. It's not like he's, he's not in fight shape. He's not like he's, they called him and he's just sitting around in his house. You know, he was literally coming back to his mm-hmm. hometown. So, I mean, he's, he's fight ready. So, I mean, that's the best thing I can give. I don't think it'll make that much of a difference when it comes to the, to the jet lag or, you know, having to fly there and fly back because, uh, I've never experienced that. I've never, I've done, I mean, I've flown to places, but I've never had to go there and back like just to get another fight, yeah. you know, uh, before we move on really quick, I do want to shout out some people in the chat here. Uh, Tim urban says, I see Colby winning off his wrestling. This is just a few takes about the main event, which we were just touching on a couple minutes ago. He does want Masvidal to win though. Uh, and Eagle Eye said, Jorge doesn't have the gas tank to keep up with Colby. We saw him gassing bad in the Diaz fight. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Uh, and with Colby trying to take him down is even, uh, is going to gas him even more. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but now, uh, Eric, you have two picks here, the last pick in the second round. And because it's snake draft, you'll be taking uh, your next your and your final pick right afterwards. So hit us with your first one. Uh, and you could take people on the prelims if you want. You could like yeah, now the whole you, card is open. The whole you. card is open now. So prelims or main event. Anyone okay. who hasn't already been selected. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, for the main, I'll choose one for the main card for now. Uh, I'm honestly gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Greg Hardy on this one. To be honest, uh, I think he's. I know he's coming off a loss, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah, he's coming off a loss with Ty and I think that he's probably going to make some adjustments for this camp. I'm not too sure. Like I've never, I haven't dug deep into him. Um, and I know he's in the underdog for this one, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's underdog. Um, yes, he is a plus 170 underdog in this one. Yeah. I think that, uh, coming off that hard loss, he's going to be more motivated to fight, uh, hopefully, you know, differently and then more technical, uh, instead of trying to throw some bombs. Uh, and I could, it's, I see it finishing with a knockout to be honest. Yeah, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, Greg Hardy's a, a, an athlete, former NFL player. The, these kind of more athletic guys, you usually see them, and we have seen them in his career as well, usually looks better uh, each time that, uh, that he's in the octagon. So that big of an underdog. Speaking of him being an athlete, today at Media Day, he said that he believes he is the best, best athlete on the planet. If not number one, then he's number two. Who's number Should one? say then? who number one would be? Because yeah. he doesn't know. TBD on who is better than him, but there might be one. Some un, yeah, some some just unknown person in the middle of nowhere might be better. I haven't met him yet. Yeah. So right before you give your last pick, there, Eric. Let's recap round two. So all underdogs in that round. All underdogs round: Amy, Jorge Masvidal, Reed, Edson Barboza, myself, Hanato Moicano, and Eric took Greg Hardy. Yeah, all the the under, and we went all favorites first round. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting turn of events there. Uh, so, Eric, final round, first pick of the final round, your final pick of the draft. Uh, who do you got? It's a lot of people that I didn't know on this card that are, you know, yeah. personally. A lot of fights. They, they yeah. jam-packed the fights for sure. They try oh, to get yeah. as many as possible. Uh, so I'm going to just go with another main card pick just because uh, I'm not too familiar with all these other fighters. And when, you know, once I see them this weekend, it'll be a lot. I'll be looking mm-hmm. more into them. Uh I'm going to go with Kevin Holland uh, against Alex. Okay. Uh, just through the fact safe that, uh, yeah, it's a safe pick. And uh, I just think that he's just going to be overall better. And yeah, I think he's going to end up finishing with the striking. And considering that Kevin Holland, obviously, has been putting in work on his wrestling. Uh, if he hits the ground, I think he'll be more than prepared this time around. You know, he's all about making entertaining fights and and improving himself as an athlete. So I, I definitely think that Kevin Holland is just going to definitely win that fight easily. 
He is coming down in weight, right? I believe so. One seventy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. He is. It's one seventy. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like a, a. It feels like Holland was. He went up in class, right? Like in terms of like the people he was fighting, and you know, this was he couldn't handle that type. You know, mm-hmm. the Derek Brunson and stuff, and now he's coming back down to face kind of an Oliveira who might be on his way out. Honestly, a little old. Um, on a bit of a skid here. So I totally see Holland. This is kind of like a, all right, get right. Let's like, you know, get yeah. you some positive momentum going and try and build you back up. Yeah. I, I think the line is right. I think he's, you know, rightfully the big favorite. Yeah. All, Alex Oliveira's lost three straight two and six in his last eight fights. So wow. yeah, this is, yeah. A, yeah, this is Kevin a big, Holland I, is a, is, is a minus 300 favorite for a reason. But yeah. he said today he can't, he's coming to bang. Alex Oliveira oh, said that. That's what he said. I, I don't know if that's smart. I don't know if that's smart against <laughs> Holland, you know? I think Holland yeah. might get to his head, too, because like, Holland's crazy, man. That guy just speaks to you in the middle of a fight and just really gets in your head, you know? I mean, it's, it's actually really – that's that's why I love watching him, but I just I just don't see Alex winning that fight at all. If he does, man, I will be shook. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we all will. Uh, Tim Urban uh, in the chat also agrees with the pick, and he says Kev's been working on his wrestling as well, and he says love Kev, so – uh, Tim in the chat's with you. Um, so that wraps up your draft. Who is, oh, it's back up to me now. I'm not used to picking second. It is my pick now, right? Yes. All right. Yes. Back to you. So I was going to go the opposite way on this fight, but Reed typing in the odds the wrong way and me not double checking to be fair. Now the <laughs> odds are reversed. And then now, now, now I'm on the other fighter. So I'm going to go with the underdog in the women's fight that we talked about earlier. I'm going to go with uh, Marina Morose. Wow, so the the fight we were hyping up before, we got two-way action. We got a little head-to-head. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, I was going to bet against her because I thought she was the big favorite, but she's the yes. underdog. And the, one of the reasons why I was going to bet on the underdog, no matter who it was, was that I, f- I think this fight should be a lot closer to pick them. Uh, Marina Morose landed 139 significant strikes in her last fight. She's significantly increased her output. Uh, she does. She's not the most accurate striker in the world. Uh, striking accuracy only thirty one percent. But um, if this fight stays standing, and I think it will, uh, I think it's kind of a, one of those power against volume fighters. I'll go with a volume fighter that's a big underdog. Um, so she is, uh, like I said earlier, I think we had we had the odds in our sheet flipped on this one. Right now at win bet, she is the plus. 155 underdog right now at win bet. So I will take Marina Morose. I'm going against her read. Okay. Also, to be fair, she's Ukrainian. She's got to be fighting with some motivation this week. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You can't you can't rule that out now it is. No, uh, definitely. They definitely will fire you up more, you know. Has to. Has to. Uh so that's my uh, draft completed. Read your final pick. Okay, so you went against me. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go Rafael Dos Anjos. Okay, one, one of Listen, these guys. This is probably the most underrated lightweight, and Eric, you could speak to. I feel like he kind of isn't in that conversation, but has as much respect as anyone in the division and is as skilled as – I wouldn't say as anyone in the division, but he's right there. He's an elite in the lightweight division. I think Mokano, admirable that he's coming in here on short notice and all, but I think Dos Anjos – this is just another victory for him as he tries to make one last run at the belt. So minus one sixty-five. Moicano has some submission upside, but I don't see. I think Dos Anjos has him covered. I think that this should be a, this is a little short for him, to be honest. Uh yeah, I can agree, man. I think I I definitely agree with everything you just said. Um, 
yeah, I don't see. I, I see RDA taking. RDA is very very overlooked by fighters and people in general. Uh, and it's also because he hasn't fought since what? Since since two since twenty twenty. It's been two years now since he hasn't since oh, wow. he's fought. So I mean. It's a lot of time to prepare, a lot of time to train, uh, to get yourself better as a fighter. And considering how RDA is just a workhorse, you know, uh, he's always he's always training, in my opinion. Uh, he just he's one of those guys, you know, and he's fought some of the best. So I just don't see anything that where if his floor hits the feet, it's, RDA is gonna yeah. is gonna take control of the entire fight. Uh, now I will say I have a bad habit of just betting against old guys because I just think like they're old, they're, they're eventually <laughs> oh. just gonna fall off. I fell to that victim a, cu- a couple weeks ago when I picked against Andre Arlovsky and he won uh, for like the 80th time in his career. He's like 60 years old, he's still winning in the UFC. Um, he's not actually 60. No disrespect, to Andre Arlovsky. Uh, but that's one of the reasons why again went against Rafael dos Anjos. He's 37 years old. So I, I just can't quit my betting strategy of yeah. just going against old old guys. Okay, but, you're calling uh, him old. I'm forty. Old old in terms of UFC age. Oh, for yeah, he's definitely especially, old. Especially for the lighter weight classes. Nowadays. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, looking. Yeah. I mean, you got Jim Miller, man, coming off two TKOs. So that's yeah. true. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Should, maybe uh, don't overlook the the old guys too much. You know. <laughs> yeah, I got him. Yeah, maybe I should re- retire that strategy and stop going back to it. It's You're like right. changing from Jim Miller. Just completely uh, throw <laughs> Jim Miller and Andre Olovsky just between the two of them. I've completely disproven my strategy. <laughs> Um, okay, Amy, last pick of the draft. Okay, I realize now I don't like the order that I made. I should never do that again because <laughs> now you guys picked everybody. Um, <laughs> nobody picked Ludovic, right? I do not believe so. No. Okay, that's who I'm. That's who I'm taking. I think he knows he's got to win this fight, or he doesn't have a job. He's changing. Yeah, that'd, weight be, that'd be three straight losses. Yeah, he's changing weight classes. Plus, I thought from the very beginning that there was something special about him when I saw him on Tough. I I don't know why it hasn't like come out yet, but I think it's time. It's like that. I feel like it's the moment, you know? Yeah. No. I he has like I said, I was pretty high on him coming into the UFC. He had a crazy knockout in his first knockout victory in his first fight, dropped two straight. So again, we're running that short notice thing, and I feel like that's kind of been the theme of our uh, draft as I just faded one, but. I don't hate it as an underdog shot. I think yeah. that uh, I think Amy does have a point though. You know, he is coming off two losses, um, and so if he gets one more, he's out. So I think that's going to encourage him even more. But he's also taking a short notice fight, you know. So that has that's going to play a role in in this fight somehow. Um, I think that if he just makes it out of that first round, it'll discomfort Smith's confidence, uh, considering that Devontae Smith kind of seems to wear out after the first round. If you look at his mm. last fight with Malarkey, uh, he was just kind of slowly wearing down once he got to the later rounds. So I think he just needs to take him to the to the, to the later rounds, you know, kind of uh, and keep him on his back foot, keep him against the cage, kind of dirty box him, tie clench him as much as he can, and we'll see what happens. Though we're gonna uh, so, and send it over to him so he knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was my game plan. I'm, I'm I'll be open about it. I was just gonna keep him on his back foot, walk forward like I always do, and just you know take him to the later rounds um he wears down so that's going to be his biggest weakness you know and i'm not it doesn't seem like he's changed he doesn't have much time to change just due to the fact that he finishes a lot of his fights in that first round mm. nice. so all three of my picks i'm going against uh someone else i think two of my picks are going against reed one that's of your thing against amy so that, that's <laughs> you always do that i feel like you I love, love to go head to head with people it I makes love it fun um yeah so speaking of which let's take a let's take a look at our, our picks now that the draft is complete 
Yes, we got like a balanced board here. Yeah. Balanced. Yeah. yeah. So we went all favorites first round, all underdogs second round, and then we went uh, two each in, in the final round. So nice balanced board there. Um, <laughs> there you go. That is true. Final round was uh, Eric took Kevin Holland. I took Marina Morose. Reed took Rafael Dos Anjos. Amy took Ludovic Klein, I believe. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's the draft. Eric, thank you very much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate it. Hopefully that uh, we see you back in the octagon again here soon. Amy, thank you so much for uh, having me, uh, inviting me to this. I've been having a blast. Uh, I do apologize about my dog in the background, guys. <laughs> I see okay. someone I see no, someone in the comment section talking about it. Um, <laughs> but no, I had a great time, guys. This was really cool. I can't wait to see our – I can't wait to see the results. And then uh, hopefully I can take a three now also. We'll see what happens. I want to see the dog. Can you bring the dog in or is it yeah, too Absolutely. Crazy? No, no, no. Right, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. Give me a second. <laughs> I should have said that in the beginning. Sorry, guys. Uh, and then once uh, we uh, close off with Eric here, let's uh, let's talk a little parlay action. Uh, yeah. Something we haven't discussed on the show before. Um, but we'll talk a little. Maybe we'll each give out a quick little parlay to close the show, and then that'll wrap things up. So, Is it weird if you pick in your parlay opposite of what you picked in your draft? No, not at all. No. Kind of I, a hedge. Yeah, I mean, I think at least the way – ICUFC is there's so much variance. I think Eric could even speak to this is you could have like, you know, underdogs win all the time. I think more so than other sports, to be honest. I think there's a lot of variance. So throwing in a crazy underdog wouldn't be that crazy. to think. All right. She got okay. out of her, her little kennel and I didn't realize <laughs> it. Oh, that's probably why oh she was going goodness. crazy. This is, Cal- this is Callie, by the way. <laughs> Hi, Callie. Well, oh, very yeah. cute, though. So worth worth the barking in the background. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Added to the roster of pets that have made appearances on this show. Yeah, there you the go. Third, you see the that? third appearance, I believe. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> she just wants to hang out. She should have drafted. I know. I should just put it on my lap, but she just keep biting, she'll just keep biting my mic and destroy me. So, but thank yeah, you thank so you much guys for again. joining thank us. You. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys Thanks, Eric. Rest of your day. Best of luck, man. Thank, Thank you guys. for coming on. Bye. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Awesome. That was great. What a Good finish. Way to end it, too, with the yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Reed, do you have any pets, by the way? You don't have any pets, do you? I have a pet at back home in Jersey with my family. My girlfriend has a dog, though. Maybe I'll bring him out. He happens to be, like, not talking any smack, like, the cutest dog of all time. He's a micro burner doodle. He happens to be the cutest alive yeah so maybe i'll make sure one wednesday she'll come over with the dog and i'll make sure he gets on winston's his name Aww. perfect Win- i think i know someone with a dog named winston i think my sister's dog might anyways um <laughs> moving on yeah. <laughs> just completely lost my train of thought thinking about dogs for a second um all right uh, as i mentioned uh quickly i mean we're over an hour now so we don't have too much time here but uh do you do you two have any parlays that you have circled i i think i have one right here if you want me to go first or if someone else is ready they can go i've got one all right let's hear it amy i've got kevin holland nermega Medoff, and yep. colby covington sorry okay Horner. so the the easy, the easy money, the those are three lock winners. Those are in. those the three biggest favorites? Probably. Colby's minus three twenty. Kevin Holland's yeah, it's got to be minus three hundred. Yeah. I'm just gonna look up to see what the odds are here for the parlay. Um, what's Oh yeah, he's at least on our sheet. It has minus six ten. So that's just over even money. That actually seems like a fantastic parlay. Yeah, exactly. Three favorites of like minus 300 longer odds and you're still getting just over even money. So what do you, okay, as I don't know a lot about betting, if I put $100 down on this parlay, what do I win? Uh, I'll tell you exactly what you'll win. 
you were so even money, even, even money, right? Yeah, but the exact odds are a little bit over that. So you would win a profit of one hundred and three dollars and sixty nine cents. Three dollars. Okay, so also no, 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 no you'd win a profit. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So sometimes yeah. I don't know if I'm like. Is that on top of like getting my money back that I spent? No. So, yes. so the okay. total you would you would be handed would be two hundred and three dollars and sixty nine cents. Nice. Okay. I think it's pretty Very solid nice. bet. Uh, so I'll go next. I'll go two underdogs, and I guess I was looking for a third underdog to throw in, but I just couldn't get there with any. And I'm trying to this. I, you know. Ian, you may know more from experience, but you know when you like you have a number in your head and you're like, it has to be this, or else I'm not going to bet it. Yeah, like of course this parlay. This parlay came out my way. It's eight to one. I'll, th- I'll throw some pizza money on it. It's Barbosa. It's L- Ludovic. Ludovic. Is that where Ludovic? Him. Ludovic. Him plus one. And so two. Those two underdogs and Jalen Turner minus one sixty. That's a little bit north of eight to one. I see those as two live dogs and a favorite that I think should be a little bit closer to like minus two hundred. So that was kind of like an easy three leg part, not easy, but three leg parlay that I think are, should be a little bit less than that. I see a little value on that. Do you have what the odds are in front of you? I have plus eight sixteen. So oh, a $100 right, bet would profit you $816. That's right. So that, that, that's, a, there's different kinds of parlays you can do yes. here. You can do ones like Amy that are just parlaying a, a lot of favorites and getting a decent payout or yours, which is, you're just, that's a risky one. I'm looking to. I'm first of all, don't throw a hundred dollars on that. But second of all, I'm just saying, if you want something with a big payout, I think that those three are a little underrated in the line. I think they should be a little bit better than that, or shorter than that. Was yours three fighters? Yeah, I went three. I feel like I three we, for a parlay is like a strong. Yeah, that's where we should go. I went four. Even better. Well, um, I'm excited now. Mine's pretty straightforward. Mine is every every favorite on the early prelims. Okay. So you got Dustin Jacoby minus 190, Devontae Smith minus 170, Tagir Ulan Bekov against Tim Elliott minus 225, and then Umar Nurmagomedov minus 610. And that comes out to uh, just over three to one. So if you put $100 on it, you probably, uh, let me just, for the sake of it, if you put $10 on it, uh, that would come out to a profit of $30.76. So I like that. Three, we went three different types of parlays also. Which is always, it's nice as we introduce that segment. I like that. An aggressive one, a conservative one, and then a, <laughs> kind of a, in, the, in the middle one. Perfect. A, a progressive one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, any final comments before we close things off? How do you two feel about your draft? Any Anything else you want to talk about uh, uh, for this weekend's card? I just hope everybody makes weight. And everybody has fun. Yes. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> everyone everyone stays safe. No serious yeah. injuries. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a, I'm really pumped for this card. I think there's a lot of exciting fights littered around it. And obviously, I this Covington-Masvidal fight, I think as we get closer, is starting to gain a lot more steam in terms of like this hatred and all that stuff. And honestly, I think that that's kind of cool. That like they actually hate each other and they want to kick yeah. the crap out of each other. That's just this is, that's how I see it. It's kind of cool because usually these guys have a lot of respect for each other. I hope that they really get after it. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped for this. As the Diaz brothers would say, they're not selling us wolf tickets. <laughs> it's a red panty. Remember night. that quote. There's a Conor McGregor quote. Any other quotes? Reed, do you have a quote you want to toss in that's relevant? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was Nick Diaz that said the wolf tickets line, and I had to Google what he meant by wolf tickets. Um, yeah, classic. I missed the yeah, Diaz. Great brothers. draft. 
Uh, great, great draft. draft. I'm very confident. I need to win because if I don't win now, then what's going to start happening is is it's going to be when is Ian going to win a draft? So I need to get the first <laughs> win out of the way. I'm very confident my draft this weekend. I think I can do it. Um, but if that's it, my friends, thank you everyone for watching. Subscribe to whatever YouTube channel you're watching it on. Give us a like, all that good stuff. Uh, share with your friends, family. Uh, I think that's it. Best of luck with all your bets. Enjoy this weekend's UFC 272, and we will see you next week. Is there's a card next week? Yes, uh, I assume so. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah we'll see you. would know more than me. I just assume yes, we'll there always is. Yeah, I think there is a very long stretch of. And I'm excited. I'm going to be going to um, Singapore for one championship, so that'll be wow. a fun thing to talk about in, from Singapore. I'll do a show from Singapore. And there is very a fight fun. card next week. Tiago Santos in the main event. Yes, that's right. All right. All right, guys. Talk to you then. Good luck with your bets, everyone. 